Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. It is on to the semifinals in Basel and Vienna. Welcome to TC Live, presented by Cabinets to Go. The race to Turin continues, and the countdown to Fort Worth gets even closer. Here's what's coming up over the next half hour. Nothing stands in Carlitos' way. Alcaraz continues his pursuit of a sixth title this year, but now faces a foe he has never beaten. Plus, the future is now in tennis. The best men and women will once again share the court down under in a brand new event with points and prize money at stake. And a freaky Friday gave us a bunch of choices for our hot shot as we work our way to Sunday's best of the best. Cannot wait for that. Come on in. Welcome to our studios in Santa Monica, California. Steve Weissman back alongside Big Banks, Chris Eubanks, John Wertheim on the way. But before that, Chris, you called a lot of matches today. What was your favorite moment of the day? Basel, Vienna. Uh, I got to say probably Vienna. I love to see Borna George having su some success again. He played a good, pl obviously a great player in Hubert Hurkacz, and they had an absolute battle. Another 7-6 in the third. George seems to like these 7-6 in the thirds. I yeah. don't know. He seems to really make himself at home. So uh, that was probably the most fun match of the day for me. Awesome. We're going to have those highlights later on TC Live. But we've got the world number one in action. That's right. Carlos Alcaraz taking on Pablo Carina Busta, a rematch from the Barcelona final earlier this year. Carlitos was 18 years old, got his third title of the season, cracked the top 10 for the first time. He's like the little brother, you would say, of PCB. Both trained at J.C. Ferrero's Academy. Today in Basel, Alcaraz looking to improve to 11-3 and against fellow Spaniards. Get another win against Big Bro, Chris. Yeah, and, you know, he spoke about it after his last match. Pablo Carreno Busta is probably his best friend on tour. Two players that they know each other extremely well. There are no secrets between these two. Pablo knows exactly what Carlos is going to want to do. The only problem is he's got to find a way to combat it. Carlos is playing so well indoors this week, dictating with the forehand. And then the second set got out to a quick start. Did a lot of what he normally does, dictating with that big forehand, able to just produce winners from anywhere on the court. But we saw a little bit of a mental lapse at around this point in the second set. He was up a break, rolling. Gave the break right back. You know, our very own Paul Anacone even made the statement. We have to remember, he's only 19 years old. These things will happen. Players will come back. He will have those shot selection questions and maybe a little bit of a lapse. But he pulled things back together very quickly. Started to continue to play some great all-court tennis. Being the aggressor, was able to come out on top with a very, very clean win against a tough opponent. And Chris, he gets to the double nickel. 55 wins this year. Impressive stuff. For the teenager into his ninth semifinal and still on a quest for that sixth title. Taking a look at our cabinets to go match summary. Three of 12. Probably would have liked uh, a few more of those break points converted. Alcaraz won 77% of his first serve points. The 14 unforced errors. Tough for Carino Busta, who only converted one break point opportunity. Here is Carlitos talking about the challenges of playing such a good friend. 
every week, every tournament, even in the, in the academy, we train together as well. So it's uh, difficult to, to play against, against him. Uh, I always support him uh, and uh, always uh, want to, to win every match, you know, Pablo's uh, match. And uh, yeah, but obviously uh, on court, this, there's no friends. You know, you have to, to be for good. You have to, uh, to go for, for the match. And uh, that's what I did. Another impressive win for Car Carlitos Alcaraz, Chris. We talked about it in April when they played in Barcelona. He's top 10. He's got three titles. Now he's number one in the world, could get his sixth title, double that total. What's impressed you the most on his journey to being the best player in the game? I think just the way that he's going about it being so obviously everyone knows about the professionalism that he brings to the court. But when you're such a talented shot maker, it can get really easy, especially when you've had so much confidence to just start going for shots, to just start saying, hey, I'm number one in the world. I have my first Grand Slam title. Let me try the dropper here and maybe an inopportune time, or let me just show off my shot-making ability. But he does not do that. He plays the smart play. Big targets, big forehands, looks to try to come in when he can, and he does it so successfully. It's actually really impressive to see, and you forget he's only 19 years old with that type of discipline. He is scary, man. This kid is going to be so good. It's such a good point because we've never seen a player at this age doing what he's doing right now, being number one in the world. You're, you're getting paid a tennis channel. Do a little film study, right? So, so if you see him on the, on the court, what is the game plan? Is there a game plan to beat this guy? I think you have to have a weapon. You have to have one or two weapons that will allow you the opportunity to get free points because once he gets into a rhythm, he defends so well. But not just that. You leave him a short ball, he's more than comfortable at finishing at net. So he's such a complete player. You have to have the ability, whether that's a serve like an Isner, an Apelka, a Kyrgios, to take the racket out of his hand. Felix Auger-Aliassime, our semifinal matchup, he's going to have those weapons. He's going to be able to play downhill, aggressive tennis, and just force the issue. You have to put him under constant pressure. And that's the common thing we've seen throughout the matches this year in which he's been tested and those in which he's been pushed. You have to have the weapons, have to have the ability to take it to him and not allow him to kind of dictate and run you all over the court. Maybe a big serve like, like Eubanks or, or beat him to the net like, like <laughs> we'll, Eubanks. We'll see if the matchup comes up. <laughs> all right, you, you alluded to that next matchup because Alcaraz will meet the winner of our next highlight, Felix Oje Aliasim on a career-high 10-match win streak taking on Alexander Bublik. And this guy is just red hot right now. FAA is flying. You know, I said about it earlier in the week, he's probably one of the hottest players in the world right now. And there are so many guys who are riding high on confidence. But when you are on a match win streak like he is, you can't help but feel like you're going to win every match. He's out here serving extremely well, moving extremely well. And Felix is another player who, in the beginning of his career, could have errant misses on being super aggressive. He's been able to own that. He's been able to bring it back, bring it in and have great shot discipline, great shot tolerance. And you're seeing in a lot of these matches, the winner to unforced error ratio is just perfect. It's something that any coach and any player can aspire to. And he's been playing some all around great tennis. 28 winners, four unforced errors today. You do not see that often at all. Single digit unforced errors and almost 30 winners today. That is impressive stuff against a very, very tricky opponent now he's Bublik. And, and he's serving well. He said, I haven't been broken the entire tournament. Today was a good effort on staying focused on my serve because that, you know, the second serve has been an issue in his career. No more for Felix right now. Now moves 405 points ahead of Taylor Fritz for that last spot in the race to Turin.
Stan Bavrinka has had a revival in his home event. Took out the two-seat Casper Ruud. Kept it going against Brandon Nakashima. Now trying to make his third semifinal in Basel. Facing Roberto Bautista Agut. Always a challenging matchup. Always a tough matchup with RBA. RBA is one of those players who will not give you any free points. You have to earn every single thing you get when you're playing him. And Stan did a great job, man, of getting the crowd involved. You can see the atmosphere was absolutely electric. Stan was able to produce some very, very good tennis at times. But RBA is just such a tough out, and he shows you exactly why. Stan was having to come up with winners like this throughout the course of the match time and time again. And just that constant pressure that RBA puts you under, it just, it, it, at times, it just kind of can be a little bit too heavy. We saw this point, you thought RBA would put the volley away. Unable to stand having an easier volley hold court. Pushes it just wide, but all in all, a great week for Stan. You're happy to see him back playing well, getting matches under his belt, and you're really, really hoping he can take this confidence that he has now into 2023 and into Australian Open. Uh, how about that? The little guy running onto the court, almost a matching outfit as his pop-up. That, that is cute to see. Uh, for the first time in four tries, RBA into the Final Four in Basel. We got two Spanish players in the semifinals for the first time in tournament history. Real quick, we're going to talk more about it later, but who wins? Alcaraz, Felix Oje, Aliasim. You know what I said earlier in the week? Uh, FAA has the proper birthday to do well here. That's right, Here's August 8th. With a 10-time champion, so we're going to go with that thought process. I'm going to say Felix. I believe Felix has the weapons. He's playing well enough with those weapons to really cause Alcaraz some problems in Doors. He beat him a few weeks ago in Davis Cup indoors. Mm, that's so right. That could be a pretty big important two and zero head to head. Let's go to Vienna, Chris. Hubie Hercot. He can pass Taylor Fritz in the race to turn with a win over Borna Chorich. But the Croatian has been born again. This match had it all. It had it all. I had some beautiful backhands up the line, as we see here from Borna Chorich. He just his confidence is just exuding from him. You can tell he's running down balls, producing beautiful lobs like this. Kudakach is looking at his team, just saying, what can I do against him? Well, I'll tell you what he can do. He can continue to serve well, can continue to be the showman. But not many people knew that he could be hitting tweeners there. It's such an important point in the match. You'd love to see it. Borna was actually up 2-0 in this tiebreaker, and Kudakach ran off seven points in a row. Both players waving their arms in the sky, asking for the crowd to get behind them, and get behind them they did. This might be one of the best half volleys you will ever see. At such an important time in the match, Borna has made some beautiful volleys in this match, but he's also bricked some. But that time, he had the answer. And just when you're winning and when you're playing well, good things just happen. Borna today beating another top 10 player, 7-6 in the third. Back-to-back -back days. Such a great effort from him. Dude is focused. Herkatch had 28 aces. That was not enough. George got the only break of the match. Now 14-3 since Cincy. Daniil Medvedev, the only player who has not been broken all week at this event, didn't even face a break point today against Yannick Sinner. And that's what makes Daniil so tough to play on these slow indoor conditions. Daniil's a player you really want to try to get him on a fast court to get more reward because on these slower courts, he's able to run down balls and make your service games miserable. You also have to realize when he's serving, like you say, he's serving in 130s, he's hitting spots. He's not allowing you the opportunity to get into his service game. So he's now, it looks as though he's getting more comfortable at net using those long arms to cover so much distance. And he's playing really, really well. 
And this was an impressive performance from Daniil Medvedev against a guy who absolutely crushes the ball but could not get past the arms of the Russian. He can clinch a spot in the ATP Finals by winning the title here, and Daniil Medvedev is now just two matches away. Yannick is a top player and uh, he, he can pose problems to anybody basically last two Grand Slams uh, with a winner he played five sets so Yannick is a top player and I'm really happy today with my performance I served amazingly well uh, I almost didn't do any unforced errors I I was solid behind the baseline everything was working well today I'm really happy about it <laughs> I served well no unforced errors uh, it's pretty pretty good day for uh, the top seed there he'll take on Grigor Dimitrov, 3-2 head-to-head. Lost their last meeting, though, at Indian Wells. And then Denis Shapovalov and Borna Chorch. Great Final Four in Vienna. A lot more to get to here on TC Live. The WTA Finals draw going to be announced later today. We will get you ready for all the action in Fort Worth, Texas. Don't go anywhere. TC Live is presented by Cabinets to Go. Your wow for less. Witness history at Roland Garros, where old rivalries meet new talent on the clay battleground. Tennis Channel Plus is your place to watch. Stream every court from your phone or smart TV live in HD. Experience three weeks of unparalleled access as the world's top players in tennis face off to see if the veterans maintain their dominance or if a fresh face rises to challenge them. Daily live coverage begins Monday, May 20th. Stream it now with Tennis Channel Plus to be there when it happens. It's going to be that spicy barbecue. Tennis Channel has you covered from Fort Worth. WTA Finals, the world's best on display at Dickey's Arena. And here they are. Iga Fiantek leading the way. Angebeur, two Americans in the year-end championships for the first time since Serena and Venus more than a decade ago. Maria Sakri there. Caroline Garcia already in Fort Worth. Arena Sabalenka and Daria Kazakina cannot wait to get down there with Chanda Rubin and check out the WTA Finals. We've got it for you on Tennis Channel. When we come back, how about the Davis Cup Finals? And why isn't world number one Rajiv Ram on Team USA? We'll talk about it. Eubanks and Weissman back on TC Live, presented by Cabinets to Go. A reminder that next week is that last Masters 1000 of the season. Last chance to qualify for the year-end championships. Do not miss Tennis Channel's daily live coverage of the Rolex Paris Masters beginning next Monday, bright and early, 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Prakash and Danny on their way to Paris right now. But back to Vienna. First match on center court today, Marcos Giron, Gregor Dimitrov meeting for the third time. First time, though, Chris, outside of Roland Garros. They played their 2021 and 2022 split those. Well, and Marcos Giron decided to come out today and show the guns off. He came out with the sleeveless top, hoping to really showcase a lot of what he has to offer. A lot of feel at net, coming to net, using the beautiful dropper. But Gregor is such a great mover. 
looking to dictate with his forehand, but I think a lot of people forget how dangerous Dimitrov can be indoors. This is a year-end finals champion. He's a man who knows how to play well indoors. His game suits indoors extremely well, serves well, great backhand slice, and works extremely hard to find the forehand. And when the backhand is connecting like that, anybody in the world is in trouble with him on an indoor court. Grigor Dimitrov taking care of business in three sets against Giron and the Guns. He came in leading the tournament, first serve points one, kept that up. Won nearly 80% against the American. He's into the semifinals. Last match in Vienna, you just called it. Number two player from Canada, Denis Shapovalov, playing the number two player from Great Britain, Dan Evans. Shapo played an absolutely flawless match today. He wasn't broken at all and just played clean start to finish. Well, I was most impressed with his ability on return. He was not missing very many returns in which he got his racket on. Played a lot of returns directly up the middle, jamming Evans, but also played very, very patient as well as being aggressive. That's his normal game style. He seeks to look winner, hit winners. He seeks to try to find opportunities to apply pressure. But the knock on him in the past has been shot selection. He'll have games in which he'll have three or four errant misses. We didn't see any of that today. Very clean performance, something I'm sure he's been working on. And I'm sure he's very happy with the performance he put out there today. All right, let's see what's trending on social media, Chris. New event to kick off the tennis season in 2023. The United Cup is here. That's men and women, WTA, ATP, points and prize money at stake. It's going down in Australia. Three different cities, Sydney, Brisbane, and Perth. It's kind of like the old Hopman Cup, but with points available and a whole lot of money. What do you like about this? I love it. I love that they're finally bringing points into the men's and the women's combined event. We used to, I, at least me, I used to love watching Hopman Cup. It used to be so fun seeing Federer pairing up with Belinda Benchich, seeing Francis Yapo pairing up with Serena Williams, playing mixed doubles, watching it in the team atmosphere in tennis. Something we need more of. And I love the fact that the ATP and the WTA are combining their events and allowing their players the opportunity for ranking points. I think it's a great Great event. Looking forward to checking it out. Definitely, definitely will be something to watch. Yeah, I love that they're doing this. It's going to be first 11 days of the season and be some great stuff down in Australia. Of course, we will have it for you right here on Tennis Channel. Now, uh, John Wertheim tweeted about the U.S. Davis Cup team, which is playing November 22nd to the 27th. They have four players on the team. Taylor Fritz. Francis Tiafo, Tommy Paul, and Jack Sock. You're allowed five players. And right now, Rajiv Ram is the number one doubles player in the world. He's not on the team. What do you think about that, Chris? That's a bit of a shock. I saw the reports coming out. I also saw John's tweet yesterday, and it just didn't process. I automatically assumed that maybe the U.S., for whatever reason, was only going to be allowed four players. So that's a decision that Captain Fish had to make. But just knowing that we are still allowed a fifth player, and you have the best arguably the number one ranked doubles player in the world, whether or not he's the best or not, you can debate with Jack Sock, but you have the number one ranked doubles player in the world, and he is not representing his country, and he wants to, so it's a bit bit odd. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of questions asked to Captain Fish, probably a lot of questions asked to the members of the team. Looking forward to hearing uh, their response and what their take of it is. Yeah, it's a little perplexing, right? Because, I mean, Jack Sock, arguably the greatest doubles player in the world, but You've got Rajiv Ram, who is ranked number one, major champion. He's an Olympic medalist. He wants to be there. He's 37 years old right now, and you're allowed five spots. You'd think you would take the number one guy in the world, right, and they, if he's available? And they played in the most recent tie against Glasgow. I can remember seeing Jack Sock absolutely crushing a forehand directly off the forehead of Joe Salisbury, who's Rajiv Ram's normal partner, who they've had a lot of, a lot of success 
together. So it's a bit odd. I, I can't really wrap my head around the, the rationale as to why. I'm sure there has to be some type of reason. But Captain Fish is surely going to have to answer some questions as to why he did not bring the number one ranked doubles player in the world in such an important tournament. I will say uh, Spain, Australia, other teams that are just bringing four players on the roster. Everybody else has five other than the U.S. Once again, November 22nd to 27th. We'll have it for you right here on Tennis Channel. When we come back, everybody's favorite part of the show, Chris is going to break down our hot shot. What's it going to be? Who's it going to be? Where's it going to be from? It's that time. Hot shot of the day on TC Live. Chris, take us through it. You know, a lot of people don't take Hubert Hurkacz for a showman, but on times like this, you can see he can bring it out when he needs to. Beautiful slice wide serve. George connects clean up the middle, and Ubi says, you know what, I got a little something for that. We're going to go front tweener tailing away. He put a little spin on that, had direction on it. George not even able to touch the ball. Something you don't normally associate with Hubert Hurkacz, but... You no, know, maybe that McLaren dealership is yeah, right. That McLaren deal is starting to bring out the inner showman about himself. Dur during the, the the restart, the re the restore, you know, we had those matches in West Palm Beach. He he was breaking out tweeners. I mean, he had all the highlights going on. Uh, center court coverage, semifinal Saturday, 8 a.m. Eastern. Four big time matchups: Medvedev, Dimitrov, Alcaraz, Oje Aliassime, Chor Chabavalov, and Bautista Agut. Runa, uh, let's break down the big one between the world number one and the guy who can't lose right now. 11 straight. These go to 11 for Felix Oje Aliassim. 2-0 head-to-head for Felix in this matchup. What's the most important shot on the court for each player in this match? I think for Felix, it's absolutely going to be the serve. He's got to serve well in this matchup. Alcaraz is going to do a great job of adjusting his return position, standing deep on stumps, standing close on others. Seeing how Felix decides to combat that. Is he going to serve in volley? Is he going to try to swing him out wide to open up the court so that he can dictate with the forehand? I trust Felix's forehand. I know his forehand is going to be there. He's shown, just like you said, single-digit unforced errors throughout in his last match. So I'm looking forward to seeing the Felix serve in Alcaraz. It's going to be a lot of the same. He's got to dictate with the forehand. He can't allow Felix to just run him side to side because Felix has shown the ability to finish points at net. That's something you have to do extremely well. So Alcaraz is going to want to dictate with the forehand. Felix has to serve well. I'm looking forward to that match. The fact that he has never lost to Alcaraz, is that kind of in his head to help him and for Alcaraz the other way? I won't really look at it as that. I think more so their most recent matchup, similar conditions, indoor tennis. Alcaraz is the new number one player in the world. They, were, they played at Davis Cup, and Felix got the best of them there. Mm -hmm. I'm sure... Carlos has kind of settled into that number one ranking. He's probably going to play a little bit better tomorrow than he did in that matchup. But I still think Felix is red hot. Yeah. And Felix is playing <laughs> extremely well. And I'm going to keep saying it. He's got the same birthday as a fellow who's won that tournament ten times. We're going to keep going with that. <laughs> Roger Federer. Yes, he has won it ten times and he is not in Basel uh, this year. Also, hasn't faced a break point the entire tournament. Daniil Medvedev, with all this talk about Carlos Alcaraz, are we not talking about Daniil Medvedev enough? He's got a big matchup against Grigor Dimitrov tomorrow. I think that's a good point. I think Medvedev definitely should be talked about a little bit more, especially in these conditions. We've seen he hasn't been broken in the entire tournament, and people are just overlooking. They're forgetting this guy is, can be dominant when he's in his prime form. So I think Medvedev and the Dimitrov matchup is going to be a fun one. Grigor is going to bring a lot of variety to the table. He's going to use the short slice. He's going to want to bring Daniil up into the court, not allow him to just run side to side. 
And if I'm not mistaken, I think Dimitrov has caused him some problems in the past. Even in some of the matchups that Medvedev has won, it's been tough because Dimitrov just brings so much to the table. Look for him to use that short slice to try to drag Medvedev up into the court and then try to attack with the forehand. It'll be interesting to see how Medvedev handles moving up and back, not just side to side. Big banks, big breakdowns. Can't get anything past him. Well, great job today. By the way, we apologize, John Wertheim. We could not get the Skype working, but my man right here just, just killing it with the, with the two-man show. Chris Eubanks doing work all week here on TC Live. Thank you so much for joining us today. We will be back tomorrow for semifinal Saturday and a look at Carlitos Alcaraz as he tries to get his sixth title of the season heading in to the NITO ATP Finals. Don't go anywhere.